Hi everyone, welcome back to the Daily Mails and today I'm joined by Stella. Hello. Hi and um, today our topic is, is true crime exploitive? So Stella, what is true crime? Uh, so true crime is basically a um, a non-fiction genre of um, where it can be in the form of books or podcasts or um, shows or like, you know, YouTube videos where they um, talk about real cases of criminal behavior and they talk about the like what happened who perpetrated it who the victims were and they just um talk about in like in general what what the crime was and what happened and yeah that's it okay cool so true crime is very prevalent in our society today like every day we might you know scrolling down on tiktok and we'll see a case uh maybe a case that's been closed like 10 years ago for example like everybody sees that boy on the missing po- missing missing posters in the stations in the bus stop could yeah. that be a form of true crime where people are talking about the case when it could be closed yeah of course like i think um today a lot of the most more famous cases are the ones that are already closed like um yeah you see we you know netflix they did the show about jeffrey Dahmer. that's a closed case um i think i think i think having a conclusion to the story actually makes people more interested in it because yeah. it makes more of a an actual story for people to watch which in itself is kind of problematic but i think the ones that are wrapped up already people are more likely to watch anyway or read about yeah. or listen to basically yeah so about Jeffrey Dahmer and shows like that isn't it like you know how people might romanticize criminals and it's not just like I'm stealing nappies for my child it's more like proper murders rape all that drug trafficking yeah exactly yeah I think those shows in themselves are in general quite problematic yeah um there's loads of examples i can give um there was one about fred and rose west who were two serial killers in this country and itv did a show called appropriate adult and um basically it was about the um it was about kind of the um the uh the interview sorry of the uh, people who of fred and rose killers yeah yeah basically and um it's it basically when it was being made one of the um sisters of the victim of one of the victims and the child of fred um west said that they that felt sick thinking about mm. the show and they didn't want it to be made and they, yeah. but they didn't have energy to fight itv for it and that's just one i can go like on for ages but yeah I'll give you that a lot of like the victim like a lot of the victims families like um they they the producers of shows they need to seek everyone's permission who might be involved because you know unlocking memories that they don't want to unlock as well and especially if the victim isn't a murderer but it's more of like a sexual assault survivor or something like that and being a victim and you're watching your own story on telly or even on the news like in the press um that in itself could be problematic too yeah exactly just it sensationalizes actual stories like people i think they when it comes to these like murders or rapes or or you know all these like horrific crimes people view it more as like like a as fiction they don't when it kind of they fictionalize it in the sense that people kind of forget 
that these are real actual real people. people yeah that's the thing that's why i feel like netflix and amazon prime and whatever and itv see they should not okay i think there's a difference between a documentary educating people about a crime and then like a actual tv show in that sense like actors actually portraying the killers yeah exactly i think there's definitely i think to um i generalize all of the true crime genre as inherently exploitative wouldn't be the uh, most um the best thing to do because I think there is definitely a way to do it in a respectful and yeah. way. like um for example I read about um this show I think BBC did it about the Yorkshire Ripper and oh, okay yeah and mm. basically a lot of the people involved who were like you know victims and like people who were almost victims and then families of victims, they kind of all came together to agree to it. And the whole show was, was it basically the actual perpetrator, the man who did these murders, they hardly spoke about him in the sense that like, they didn't go into the, his whole backstory and like try and humanize him. They they humanized the victims themselves. Yeah. And it was a really tasteful and respectful way yeah. where people are educated and in a way where the victims and the victims' families aren't just re-traumatised for the sake of entertainment. Yeah, I think that's a better way to do it. And BBC, especially being like a government-funded, like public-funded um, broad- uh, co- broadcast, they have to be careful with how they portray it. Also, I was going to say, you know, there's a difference between, um, you know, these shows and stuff for entertainment. But how about you not know, just regular people on TikTok? Um, I saw on BBC News uh, the other day they said the TikTok sleuths. Sorry if I said it wrong, but about people, you know, the Nicola Bully case. Like regular people were trying to find her body because they're trying to be like detectives themselves. So what do you think about that? And what do you think about the press saying the press shouldn't get involved when they're getting involved themselves? Like what do you? Okay, let me reword that. Sorry. Um, no BBC ITV news. They saying that the TikTokers, the social media people, shouldn't get involved. Doesn't that mean they shouldn't get involved either because they are technically part of the media? Yeah. Um, I think. Um, there was a quote that I found while researching for this, and it's from um, Lauren Bradford, who was yeah. the daughter of a victim of a murder, which was showcased in an ITV show called The Secret. And she said, "There is a clear distinction between public interest and what it is, and wh- what is of interest to the public. The latter is problematic." Yeah. And I think that really is such a good way of describing how these should be reported on. Like, for example, when it comes to the BBC and ITV reporting on it, obviously. They need to report in it and reporting it in a obviously what I hope would be, you know, respectful way. Yeah. And um, I think, I think there's a difference between just reporting on the facts of the case and you know, and even like getting the information out so people can you know, if they see anything suspicious or anything that might help the case, they can help. And there's a difference between that and just sensationalizing it and people trying to play detective when yeah. they don't have the facts and. As I read an article about how all these like TikTok detectives yeah. were like knocking on people's doors and like trying to like yeah, I think that's just a bit too far because it's it's different if you're on your phone recording maybe with a green screen like you're showing facts and evidence and maybe your personal opinion in the end like there's a difference between reporting on something and then actually going out there and doing it yourself when you really shouldn't in terms of respecting the family and also I think the police is there for it although I feel like some police could be a bit problematic at times with that we don't know how corrupt our police is etc 
Yeah, exactly. And also the police, the thing they released about her being an alcoholic that was apparently yeah. by the menopause. I just think the whole case was such a good example of how like misogynism. Yeah, like misogyny yeah. and like I think how it kind of goes to show it was such a clear example of how in real time these women because a lot of the time victims of these um in tr- things we talk about when it comes to true crime are women yeah and it kind of goes to show how they're just they're, they're reduced down to how they were killed or how they were you know any accident happened that before them for example what happened to nicola billy we don't know if it's an accident or yeah. something suspicious going on but you know i won't speculate on that but um i think there's a way to I think it really went to show how even the police mm. they kind of treat these um victims as they treat them like fictional characters basically yeah fiction and there's no actual people in the end of it they they don't they see they fail to see that basically yeah also like people are assuming like Nicola Bully had kids didn't she so her husband they I think people are assuming that their dad killed her yeah a lot there's a lot of speculation about that um I just think that in general I think we should I think there's I think it's common sense in a way to just be respectful and yeah especially in the age of social media things spread everybody tries everyone hops on social media too quickly and just give their opinion without looking at the whole thing I think that's with anything in media in the press on Twitter people just hop online say whatever they want to say and then not even think logically as well when it comes to like crimes not even crimes I think just anything in general as well yeah exactly and nowadays it's so easy for because I was um also when I was researching for this I was watching videos or where people were talking about how true crime is kind of problematic and there's so many people on it people in the comment section saying like giving their own story of how they yeah. had a cousin or like an aunt or something who was murdered and then them going on the internet because obviously you know everyone's on the internet now and it was so easy to find like videos of people doing like you know people do like those mukbangs or like doing their yeah. makeup oh yeah like, they have video at the bottom and another video on the top and that too yeah like because people's attention span have been yeah by the new short form video content that's popular at the moment yeah but, um, yeah I just I think that in general we definitely need to as a society reevaluate how we look at true crime because this isn't a new phenomenon we yeah. have it but yeah Jack the Ripper, he was kind of the first person to kind because of... Because they wrote stories about him. And, yeah. like, we study it in our education as well, which I think is crazy. Yeah. Like, Jack the Ripper, Jack the Ripper. Let's talk about Jack the Ripper and how many murders he did in Whitechapel. Exactly. And also, he... A lot of his victims were sex workers. Yeah. Just, I feel like... Yeah, exactly. And I feel like uh, nowadays, um, sex workers they're already such like an exploited group of people mm. and the, I swear the only representation they get on in media is either through pornography or the victims of these horrible horrible like murders or rapes or something they're yeah. like just kind of thrown to the side as like oh like that's just what happened to them like there's nothing we can do to yeah change. and also I feel I think what's worse is you know sex workers obviously like for that's probably their last result of making money and like the people society police in especially when we live in a patriarchal society if they if the sex worker get raped or something like that they'll they'll blame it on them because they put that they put themselves in that position inverted commas like they didn't put themselves in that position to get raped like obviously everything needs to be consensual but the way like like you said like the media might report it if a sex worker got raped they're gonna be like well 
actually, why did they get roped to that? No, that shouldn't even be a question because you should respect basic humanity, like human rights. Exactly. I just think, like, um, these people, sex workers the most, they're just, they're kind of forgotten by yeah. society and and people in general because I think there's, I think it's just a bit odd that, like, I've really thought we'd come far in like kind of the how we like treat you know the um brutalization of women yeah. and stuff but like true crime is still so popular and especially these cases where a lot of the time sex workers women you know um people of color as well like they're the main yeah. victims and I just think like in general th- these people need to like reevaluate how they go about talking about the victim yeah, yeah, yeah. and also I was going to bring up because this is kind of related um Pamela Anderson she um was a victim of um robbery in the 90s where her sex tape was um stolen from her house and um because and basically we uh nowadays if you ask people about it they'll be like oh yeah it was wrong what happened like it was spread Mm -hmm. around it was the first celebrity sex tape to be you know spread around and all that but um we there was recently a Disney Plus show called Pam and Tommy that was made about it. Oh, and is that what it was about? It yeah, really was a story. Exactly. And I just thought it was really weird how this came right after the year of Me Too because I thought we were like past exploiting women. Yeah. Anyway, mm-hmm. and Pamela Anderson actually she didn't get permission for the show to be made. And um the actress who played her, Lily James, apparently reached out to her and she didn't respond. So I would have thought the human thing to do would to be okay let's not make the show she doesn't she obviously doesn't want this to be made like you yeah, know yeah because it's her life and if you're making a show about someone's life you 100% need their permission isn't it not illegal though what can we do in laws and things obviously america is different but in the uk for example what could we what could our politician politicians do to make sure these victims are actually getting the respect they deserve and these killers these actual criminals who don't see show no remorse um they're not being humanized they are still being portrayed as the victim uh, not victim sorry the killer the criminal they are I don't know to be honest I don't think there's much you can do in the sense of law I just think as a society we need to have kind of this collective idea about how to approach these situations and um I mean there could be laws I I suppose I can't ever imagine the government actually doing it yeah they don't talk about it enough I think in our government in the UK I think because it's not seen as a big enough problem inverted commas like um speech marks what was I going to say? Yeah, it's not seen as a big enough problem. So when they are running for campaign, they're obviously focused on more bigger crimes. But um, you know, like the Sarah Evergard case, do you think there might be something a spin up, not a spin off show, but like a document drama or something like that related? Um, I think there could be. I just, as I said, I think number one, you'd have to ask permission from her family, and mm-hmm. if the family say no, um, then they could go ahead anyway, like we've seen with the Pam and Tommy show. Yeah the other they, shows they i mean chances are that if there was a show made about it they wouldn't ask permission from the family and if they did they wouldn't listen to them if they said no yeah. so i mean ideally they should ask and do then i would oh yeah you go okay um do you think like you know the actors especially who play these types of roles why why do you think they don't say no to why do they why do you think i know the reason might be different for like each actor but what what makes like an actor actress say yes i want to play a killer of a real life killer it's not like you like joe goldberg like that's a fictional story you get what i mean it's all not real but they are playing a real killer 
a real rapist they know what happened and they might and even the actor actress might know know that the victim didn't actually give permission but they yeah. still go ahead maybe it's because of the money but I, I don't know I think it's money and also yeah. I, think I was reading about the idea of morbid curiosity which is the, the um like how the psychologists kind of um define why we're so attracted to true crime mm-hmm. and why it continues to be made and it's the idea that like even though something really horrible is happening you can't look away you get yeah. like that idea and I think I think as a society we're just so fixated on like this idea of you know like really traumatic events and you know we're really yeah we're in that age of trigger warnings as well if you think about it yeah I I I think that doesn't really do a lot personally trigger warnings because yeah people will say trigger warning but like I don't know about you but I'd still watch it even if I might be like you know a bit sensitive but I think a lot of people but people are like trigger warning sexual assault trigger warning this trigger warning that but um not like 13 reasons why for example they got rid of like the sensitive scenes like season one okay season one the suicide but I don't know I don't really I don't know if that's a crime or not but in season two you know the sexual assault case I forgot the actors the character's name but in the bathroom that scene and how they like cut it off yeah I think um I think I don't think trigger warnings are inherently bad I think they can be good a lot of the time however I think there's a problem where the actual thing itself is triggering and as in like it's okay like on these true crime or you know even well I mean in in the case of real life true crime it's okay putting all these trigger warnings on it but what about like the families like the the act of making that show in the first place was triggering like there was no trigger warnings and I think like this kind of idea of like making it politically correct is stupid when the actual thing itself is politically incorrect if you actually examine like yeah because you know when they make it into a drama they obviously the smaller details they might always change it anyway so it's just like if you're gonna if you're gonna actually make a show about um a crime at least do it right you know what I mean yeah and also I think there's a lot of people who argue that because women are the main consumers of true crime content that by default it's not misogynistic it's not problematic I'd completely disagree with that because I don't like the idea of reclaiming something when the thing you're reclaiming is still going to go on and exploit people and I know obviously there is the argument to be made that like you know teenage girls especially they can't enjoy anything without someone being like oh this is sexualizing them yeah or like you know sexualizing no, it oh, oh my god you know you just reminded me you know when you said that women are the consumers of true crime but like how but and that's like you know by default misogynistic i i agree with your point as well because how could how could you just say oh the shows are not misogynistic just because women are watching it how about the content itself you know what i mean i don't think you can when it comes there's certain things that i think it doesn't matter how much you try and like reclaim it or whatever yeah. Call it. it's always it, going to be problematic it's, it's going to be problematic because yeah. the people people who are watching it are still separate entities from the people who are victims of it just because women are watching it and women are the ones being assaulted or raped yeah. or whatever doesn't mean it's like suddenly like okay at all because that's not that's not the case these women are still being hurt in the name of entertainment like, yeah exactly for money as well and for clout in that sense um i got a question to ask you so we were talking a lot about um fiction about true crime in fiction if that makes sense but what about bbc news itv news you know just normal broadcast um what do you think about them talk about like crimes 
true crimes like reporting on true crimes for example like I think that goes back to what Lauren Bradford said about the distinction between public interest and what is what is of what interest. Is, yeah I think if you're reporting on something obviously you need to report on it because it's public interest to know yeah. what's going on I think there is a line to be drawn where as I said I don't the police revealed that about Nicola Billy for example the alcohol I don't think I don't I think if BBC or ITV or any of these news agencies had any type of integrity they wouldn't report on it which is a big thing to ask because I mean that they're going to report on it anyway because they deem it to be in the public interest but I I personally think that it went very much too far then and I think do you think that the public knowing that information they kind of blamed herself going missing on herself if that makes sense yeah definitely I think it kind of it opened up the doors for a lot of victim blaming when it doesn't matter even if she had even if she'd done a whole lot worse than being an alcoholic if that's even true because we don't even know if it's true because she's not yeah. here I think it doesn't matter like there's a woman dead yeah she's dead at the time we didn't know for certain if she was dead or not but I think it doesn't matter it's kind of this idea of the perfect victim to be listened to and mm. to be like um actually you know people care about your well-being and hope and hope that you come home safe you have to be like perfect and yeah. if you're not then you're just discarded and I think I think in general there is a lot of focus especially on um young women who are usually white as well who are kind of seen as these kind of damsels in distress when yeah. there's a whole range of other women especially like older women women of color who don't get the same kind of um uh like grace handed to them because and yeah not- it's it's a privilege like pretty privileged but then at the same time it's like because you know younger people they get exposed to so much media they feel like they have to be like them um yeah. that also reminds me of another point with a lot of our cases we talk about were white and also like the the thick the tv shows created they were based on white killers so how about people of color and what do you think that a white man for example like jeffrey Dahmer, like he gets more romanticized than maybe a black man being a killer um yeah i suppose but at the same time like i'm i i i don't think i think there should be more of a debate around not debate i think there should be more of focus on victims as in like how um victims who are you know like white women who had yeah. like jobs and like went to university or whatever then women who uh, you know aren't white who who are sex workers who are older women for example I think in general maybe there is more grace and more like kind of um what's the word like people feel more for people who are white who are killing people I, su- I suppose but then I think that in general we should just not shine any spotlight on any yeah, killers exactly and always be on the victims because they're the ones who are the one, they're the ones who come out of this a lot of the time dead and they don't have a voice and we have to give them a voice and ensure that their story lives on if you get what I'm saying yeah and no matter who they are basically yeah I agree with you I think um like it doesn't matter about the, you know like the like the criminal like his race or his um sexual sexuality you know anything like that but I still think as society we still need to do better like just like you shouldn't just have sympathy for this criminal because 
xyz and hate this criminal because of xyz i feel like like you just said they should not have any spotlight like once they're arrested that's it why even talk about the case once their like sentence is done why even obviously respect the victims you know every year maybe remember them they're close to you or you might have connection but um killer wise like once they're like done like you know jeffrey epstein for example I feel like there's a lot of like documentaries about him just to educate people. I've not seen any TV shows yet. And also what was his woman's name? Maxine? Was it? Yeah. 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 I think her name was. Yeah. Yeah, I think yeah. It's just as I said, like I think when it comes to this talk sorts of things, the way to do true crime in a respectful way would be to leave the killers or the perpetrators mm. as a footnote in the thing and yeah. have it exclusively from the point of view of victims. And as I said, above all, just make sure you have the consent of the family or the victims if they're still alive. Yeah. So, so yeah. Mm. Right. So, so true crime. So in the future, how could society move forward dealing with true crime? I think, I think, um, I don't think we have anything else to say apart from my last point about how killers and perpetrators should be left as a footnote I, and as yeah. I said from the family or victim if they're still alive and also I think um the way people who watch it conduct themselves for example don't buy merch of a person yeah I think that's so weird and the fact merch exists in the first place I just want to say yeah. that like um exactly. It's just um also about the money the people make off the show. Don't you think yeah, some of that money should be donated to victims? I was literally about to say yeah. that I was thinking profit should go to um victims, families, charities. Or, yeah, charities that help with people who are victims or are potential victims or yeah. More yeah. yeah, I think that should be done. But yeah, I think yeah, that's it basically. I think it's very easy to be respectful. And I don't know why we haven't done this before, basically. Yeah, um, and also I think in the age of the internet, that's why there's a lot more attention because I feel like 30 years ago, like, yeah, maybe Jack the Ripper, but that was in form of literature, etc. But because um, more people, majority... I'm just going to talk about the UK because I don't want to give, like, world stats when I don't know world stats because, obviously, there are people who don't have internet. But most people in the UK do have access to social media, to the internet, to um, TV, like... BBC IT with all free view TV. So like even if you don't have streaming service, you will still have the basic. And how because they show a lot of true crime during that, even in the night, like eight eight, nine PM, you'll just have like those random true crime shows. They're not and most of the time they're not they're docudramas as well, and they always miss details that are actually important. Yeah. Oh uh, yeah, I, I agree you said it all. Yeah. But um I think that's the end. Um yeah. yeah in conclusion i feel like true crime it should just be victims should be respected more and killers should not not just killers i keep saying killers i mean criminals like um because killing rape sexual assault sex trafficking trafficking children as well i think that is really important especially like there's a lot of children these days who are actually getting involved in county lines and stuff like that, that, yeah, they might not be getting groomed for sex, but they're still getting groomed to do the crimes and breaking the laws as well. And how that should not be romanticised on TV or TikTok or yeah. Instagram reels or anything like that. Yeah, I yeah I agree. I think that there's a, there's a fine line between um, 
sensationalizing it and bringing kind of attention and education to the table yeah. I, I think the difference is actually quite obvious but apparently not <laughs> right so thank you guys for watching watching listening to this episode of true is true crime exploitive and what we can do as a society to, to what can we do as a society to reduce impacts of true crime on us um keep stay tuned for the next episode thanks stella for being my guest this week thanks for having me all right cool